0: Welcome everybody, Phil Buster Freestyle, it is your buddy Gavin, we've got Jeremy Johnson from Man Cook Good, also happens to be from the Sports Jerks, coming up to do a little bit of a mashup idea that I've got related to the sport of tennis and competitive eating, which also potentially could be used for really competitive anything. Cryptic enough for you? Hopefully. Stick around for the theme song. Stick around for Jeremy Johnson. And by the way, stick around for a preview of the theme song at the end of the show of our new podcast, Season Ticket Showcase. figure we'll get you a preview of that theme song to close out this pod, because probably here in the next four-ish weeks, five weeks, next month or so, let's call it, we're going to debut this new podcast endeavor, Season Ticket Showcase, again. Jeremy Johnson from Man Cook Good. Subscribe, rate, and review to the Filibuster Freestyle wherever you get your podcasts, including filibusterfreestyle.com. And hit us up, follow us on social media, Instagram, and Twitter at Filibuster Freestyle. Filibuster, Filibuster Freestyle. Filibuster, filibuster Watch freestyle. out for the filibuster <laughs> filibuster, filibuster, filibuster Freestyle Filibuster Freestyle It's the filibuster freestyle Filibuster Freestyle Alright, as promised, Jeremy Johnson joining us from the West Coast It is 10.08 Saturday night East Coast time Only 7 o'clock Pacific JJ is enjoying uh the, the afterglow of going to the mall today, I believe, JJ. So, first of all, welcome. And second of all, how was the mall in 2022?
1: What a debacle, gift. <laughs> Uh For starters, I went, you know, I got some uh, gift cards to uh, Lucky Brand because my jeans gave out. So, I got some gift cards for my birthday to go and buy a new pair of jeans. Nice. So I went to the Lucky Brand Jeans at one of these, like, kind of boutique-y indoor-outdoor shopping plazas in Manhattan Beach. And um, it's permanently closed, I discovered. Oh, dope. So uh, I continued down uh, south to a city called Torrance, which is on the uh, southern outskirts of L.A., Um, a very successful um, corporate city. It used to have the Toyota headquarters, and it's got, like, Chevron there, and they got... They're loaded. And their shopping mall is this, like... It's bigger than many... um, Many towns. I mean, it's got its own zip code, I swear. And I parked on one side and I had to traverse the mall all the way through to find the Lucky Brand jeans place. And thankfully, I was able to find like the only jeans in the entire mall that I actually would put on my body um, outside of Halloween. Um, and they happened <laughs> to be in the store that I had the gift card in, That's so good news. I did that. And then on my way back out of the mall, I thought, "Well, I'm at a mall. Um, I have not bought clothes in a long time. Um, maybe I'll buy some clothes that are do more than like exercise and sit around the house and work." Because mm-hmm. in theory, um, we are are kind of reopening our lives. In theory and maybe I might want to wear something that, um, you might wear out or
0: to a gathering. Sure. And, um, dude, it's brutal,
1: man. I mean, I am not what we would consider a fashion, um, you know, icon, but, um, I like to buy clothes that are going to, uh, I don't have to buy new clothes every time there's a new crop of styles. Sure. You know, I don't know what the classic or timeless, but like, but I'm not like, you know, um, old guy incorporated golf pro dad, you know, like i like to have a little bit of style to my clothes and, um, but not, I don't, everything is like. maximalism right now like there's like everything's got patterns like from like head to toe and like super loud bright colors or like they're super skinny or super baggy or like the 90s are you know are in vogue I heard Heavy D in The Boys today I heard Sisters of Voices I heard En Vogue I heard like there were girls with bell bottoms and like uh, midriff bearing t-shirts like I swear I saw Jinko jeans from across Macy's. Like <laughs> I was just like, where am I right now, man? Like I and then I couldn't find my way out of the place. But I went in like every store that I considered like a safe harbor for myself that might have like a shirt or two that I would consider buying. And I struck out everywhere and I walked out like with my lip curled up, in every one of them, and then I couldn't even find my way out of the mall. It was like a casino. Like I couldn't. I, I got all turned around. I there was two Macy's. Like I, I, I was just like I'm trying what, to work what's on, going
0: on. I'm trying to workshop a response here. I, I feel like you were either in a. It's a little bit like Back to the Future, but you you as a 40 year old went back in time to the era that you were 20 in. But
1: yeah.
0: But you were like. These styles don't work anymore, and I didn't
1: wear them then.
0: Right, exactly. They were a fad then, and they're back again. And you know that that's not the move, and you know better. But you also were way out of practice for being at a mall. And uh, it sounds like it was like one of those dreams when you're running, but you're stuck in the, You're stuck to the ground, and you can't you can't move. And uh, but it was real life. So good for you. But hey.
1: Never mind that this is like, you know, hot dad weekend where my girls are on like a girl's weekend. Yeah. And this <laughs> is the dad most dad. I've spoken since Friday when I left work. I've been like, you know, in silence. Nobody's cried and yelled at me. Nobody's demanded separate forks. Nobody's asked me to do anything. Um, the trash it needs to be taken down and it's OK because it's just me here and I'll bring it down when I'm ready. Bring it down. Like it has been like I'm gonna start making like preserves. Like I'm in a monk environment here, and I decide I'm just gonna swing down to this like place to buy some jeans. and it's a pleasant place that no longer has that store in it. And like it turned into this like three and a half hour tour. And I just got and then I got hit by I, I got hit in a parking lot by a woman backing out as I was backing into a parking spot. That's perfect. I watched her pull backwards out of her parking spot. I watched her not look at me. I leaned on my horn as she continued to drive backwards until she came nestled to a stop in the door of our 2005 Honda Civic. And I get out and I'm like, I just don't understand how you can pull out of a parking spot and not once look behind you. Well, wow. it's like you weren't even looking at a mirror. You weren't even looking at your phone. You were just looking away. I was like, what were you doing? Wow. And she's like, Uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, I can tell.
0: Right. I was. And, and yeah.
1: She's like, I'll give you my insurance. I'm like, no. I just like, I don't. Want to deal with that My car They're going to total my car If I call the insurance company Yeah it's over instantly going to total it well, And yeah. then I have to deal with that And I might make like A thousand bucks Or fifteen hundred dollars Out of it But like I'd rather not
0: Yeah just keep the Honda Civic Now there are three, three things In all that you've said One more one I'm glad it wasn't The Subaru sound booth That was struck by this person and uh, then I would
1: have been Yeah we would have been On a yeah. different
0: Number yeah. two I was out for a jog Earlier today I was at a four way stop in a crosswalk jogging, and the lady who was second, so I let the person who was at the four-way stop before me in the car go, the lady that was second just went as well, as she almost ran me over in her white Jeep Cherokee with Bama 5 on it, because, you know, big Bama contingent here in South Boston. Anyway, uh, and I just basically said to her open window, seriously? She's like, oh, I didn't even see you. I know, because you almost killed yes. me despite having the right away and you having a stop sign and me being in a crosswalk. So that's number two. And number three, shout out to Lucky Jeans, unofficial sponsor of the week. When I was in New York City, when I first moved there and I was broke, I had all these jeans that didn't fit me. And they were very Worcester style, Jeremy, very Worcester style. And my roommate, yeah. Gail, was like, you got to get some new... the pants, man. Yeah, exactly. And my roommate, Gail, who I met on Craigslist, was like, if you want any women to take you seriously, you need new jeans. I'm like, well, what do I do? Should I go to Lucky Jeans. So I bought a pair of Lucky Jeans, and they were like, and this is 2005, (laughs) and I made like $37,000 a year. They basically said, yeah, it's $130 for those jeans, and I I bought them, because we had a party at our house that night, and I didn't want to have people think I was Seth Green from uh, Can't Hardly Wait. But anyway, the bottom (laughs) line was, I did buy those jeans, and I definitely kept them in my, in my repertoire for an extra 10 years just to milk every dollar out of those $130 jeans, which in 2005 when you were broke was a lot of money. I still don't pay $130 for jeans today, nor would I. But anyway, great stuff coming out of you off the gate from your mall trip today. So I love Meanwhile,
1: it. Meanwhile, I've got the Red Sox Yankees in my ear the entire time, while well, the Red Sox are just... Falling on their face
0: Well let me tease that For tomorrow Tomorrow so is
1: Completely like You know Like set the tone For my like yeah. You know Distaste for the world around me
0: Well the beauty is Tomorrow we're going to Break out the sports jerks Andrew Patterson will join us It'll be July 17th And we're going to recap uh, Where the Red Sox are But But Being down 10 to 1 In the 8th inning When I last stopped watching To press record here uh, Yeah I can see how that Would set you off In a bad way could yeah, absolutely I'm see just that.
1: Just extremely frustrated with that franchise, and um I'm yeah, at least I don't have to go to the mall for a while. I
0: yeah, and we, so we can, we we, yeah, and we'll dedicate a good forty-five to fifty minutes to that tomorrow with our bo- our boy Andrew Patterson, and we'll be interested to see what noises are coming from him walking around his house and opening doors and cabinets and the refrigerator <laughs> as he does he's it. He's
1: got to polish the silver.
0: I will say this: he did <laughs> join me for the new the new pod project. Uh, season Ticket Showcase And he's a, he's a Red Sox season ticket holder Through his family And he actually He knew I was editing it And I was taking it seriously Like I used to take this pod seriously And he didn't move And he was very professional And upbeat for And prepared For the entire show So I gotta give a shout out To Andrew, Andrew Patterson For bringing his A-game For the first time he in seven in years
1: circles And like steps on Like champagne flutes I think that's just his process
0: Yeah and it's a great creative process Alright so speaking of the creative process I brought you here today because I have that dad, paternity leave, daughter can't walk yet because she's only eight weeks old energy where I have nowhere to go. I have all these ideas, right? So hence the season ticket showcase. But you're a sports jerk commentator. You're a kitchen quarantine commentator. I mean, shoot, you actually run the Man Cook Good Instagram. I believe you're involved with the Culinear app, if I got that one correct. You're actually in the food business as well. So I thought of a food competitive eating competitive tennis, professional tennis viewing type idea for a YouTube channel. I want to workshop it with you, if it's okay with you. And the first thing I'm going to say is this could easily be modified into a drinking game for those of you who don't want to take the food route, okay? So the sport of tennis, especially in a tight match, deuce is something that once you get to deuce, somebody's got to score two points in a row, To end the damn game. And when you get to Deuce, it usually means nobody wants to score two points in a row. And so I've been thinking about, I'm way too old to be doing drinking games while watching tennis, but what about looking at something like Hot Wings and calling it Buffalo Deuce? And every time they get to Deuce, you play with somebody else and you basically... Whoever stops eating chicken wings first over the course of the entire match, or they could be Buffalo cauliflower, or just shots of hot sauce, whatever, is the loser. And I'm thinking about making it a YouTube channel and editing the clips so people can basically see the meltdowns that happen on Hot Ones, the interview show, but through the guise of tennis scores being a deuce on the professional tour. What do you think? (laughs) Oh, my God. You do have that... um... That new dad uh, energy. <laughs> <laughs> I got the NDE. Part-time. Child doesn't know how to say no yet. Um, can't
1: walk and put anything in her mouth yet. Um, you know, uh, y- you're you're were uh, watching some tennis, clearly. Always. Um, was it the Australian Open? What did we just have? Oh, well, like, they said um, Wimbledon. That's, but that's I, the first of the season.
0: Spoiler alert. I basically, if I'm home and it's a weekday morning, I'm watching tennis from some obscure location in the world. That's what I do since the pandemic. That's what I do.
1: That's incredible.
0: Yeah, it's great. Um, it's always on, and who gives a damn? You can turn it on mute. You can do your work, whatever. You know.
1: I think uh, shots of hot sauce has a um, has a has a YouTube uh, potential, but um, yeah. the logistics of uh, the logistics of. Watching tennis, waiting for um deuce advantage, deuce advantage, deuce advantage and having wings on standby for the process and the amount of wings um it would be it would be challenging. You would have to really um You'd almost have to like play classic matches so that you could um, have some sense for how much that you uh, right
0: how many would need. yeah how many uh, do I need exactly
1: because you could you could roll tape and uh, you know it's like six two six two six three and it was never close and uh, that's a wrap folks you ate four wings.
0: Right, exactly. Well, that's my thought, is like, you might need to do... This is
1: compelling. You know, wow, another wing. Oh,
0: my God, I'm starving. Can I eat more? Yeah, you, <laughs> you might need to, to basically do them retroactively from the day before. But the beauty about tennis is, and actually this is where I want to go with the second part of the idea. So this was the original idea, right? And again, now you get into that new day of energy, though. And then I'm thinking to myself, for about 42 weeks a year there is a tennis tournament happening somewhere on the planet that is on Tennis Channel from January through like early December, late November, whatever it is. And they're all over the world. So the buffalo the buffalo sauce thing, I think, is probably the safest way to go, even though it would be ridiculous. But could you potentially just look up local cuisine and say, oh, they're in, they're in Stuttgart, we're going to eat a bunch of sausages and hilarity ensues, or, you know, they're in India, we're going to eat a bunch of, you know, green curry and hilarity ensues. So you could make it more of like a food, a food network slash competitive eating slash, you know, whatever. But, um, you know, if somebody had the time and the resources to make all this food, and to go backwards to the day before and say, what match had a compelling but reasonable number of deuces? You could do Buffalo Deuce.
1: Yeah, are you like, you know, I, I'm not sure if this applies to sporting events, but, you know, like how the original Mickey Mouse, the Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse, is yes. like uh, the copyright just fell off. So, or like Winnie the Pooh. The Winnie the Pooh is now public domain. So right. there's like a Winnie the Pooh horror movie that has just come out. So then um, they're using Winnie the Pooh and the characters and they they don't have to pay royalties on it or get permission right. because it's public domain. So does that happen with sports broadcasts? Like, At what point does like Pete Sampras and Andre Agassi at the US Open go into public domain and you can just... Show like, the like, All right, buddy, You and me, you're in town. We're going to sit down. We're going to roll tape and we're going to do shots of hot sauce until this thing goes down. Until someone cries <laughs> uncle. <laughs> exactly and then you spend you spend a weekend editing it so um you know or you do a live broadcast which may be your you know your best way to do it because then the expectation of polish and production is lower comes way
0: down exactly exactly so
1: way down and then the magic of a live broadcast happens
0: correct correct so i think that's you know and that was one of the original thoughts too so i i yeah but i like your idea of public domains and classic matches that's a new twist uh, and of course folks you could do this for cocktails too if you're, for, if you're a younger person of course 21 plus here in the states 18 plus I'm sure in other countries maybe even younger whatever if you can legally drink where you are yeah and you're up for it yeah dude go ahead and have, have some Bud Light shots or whatever it is you do shots of Bud Light sounds really hardcore by the way <laughs> you,
1: you can just tell just bringing me back to the Wayne Franke uh, uh, Worcester Mass days when he and I would play Virtua Tennis on uh, the Sega Dreamcast mm. and um play this little mini basketball game called that we created called 44 and drink heavily. And um, we were basically your target demographic for this. Um, I think there's got to be at least like 60 or 70 college kids um, around the country who are like just waiting for this game to enter well, uh, yeah.
0: their lives. Think about how niche tennis is, but enough people like tennis who also like to either Take a shot, or maybe do something outlandish like take a hot sh- take a buffalo sauce shot. That you know, you'll check out the Buffalo Deuce uh, YouTube page. Sure, you will. <laughs> you'll send.
1: You are you are doubling down on uh, narrow casting. Have to doubling and tripling down on narrow casting here.
0: Have to. You know, I did. A, I've been doing a seven and a half year podcast about nothing, but I'm not Jerry Seinfeld, so. Uh, you know, it might be time to niche down, as they say. It might be time to Jerry's niche down.
1: Jerry's got a big movie
0: in production right now. He's there
1: you go. a ton of money. I think Netflix gave him a ton of money. And I know some people working on it, and I just am curious. Like, what is what is the guy known for a career about nothing going to do with, like, a hundred-something million dollar movie budget? I just can't even, like, I can't even envision it.
0: Like, well, it's, hopefully...
1: It's He's been himself his entire career. Yes. He's never played anyone else.
0: No, except for me. He was the voice in B-movie, right? About the B? That was about it. a
1: really strange movie. Did you see that? Never watched it. Oh, my God. It was like, I. But first of all, it's like, why did you take that project? But then you watch it, and it's like, there's like, themes of bestiality bestiality like there's like a bee and uh, uh, a human woman uh, like human husband like love triangle tension there's like fascist undertones there's like I mean it is like a lot deeper than you might think we watched it because we have a child of a certain age and like Chloe and I just look at each other the whole time like wait a second Like, Jerry's character is a bee who is, like, trying (laughs) to, like, change the perception of bees as, like, stingers, and, like, but they can be provoked into stinging you, and then they die, or they almost die, and, like, he, like, befriends, like, a woman, and, I mean, it just, then there's a trial, it's, the the thing is, it's its own pod, really. Something
0: tells me I'm going to have to watch this at some point in the next four years anyway with the...
1: And you're you're going to do a pod on that?
0: Yeah, um, but I might have to just yeah. do it now so we can do it because now I, you know I got the time. Uh, yeah. Well, that's phenomenal. How about the B movie reference? But good to know that Jerry's got a big nine figure budget uh, thanks to your you know your your knowledge of the LA scene. So you let's switch gears. Thank you for workshop that with me. I, I, I agree that it's incredibly niche, but it's time to get incredibly niche around here. Um, Because otherwise, I mean, I'm just I'm just done coming up with top 10 lists of like Philadelphia sandwiches or whatever. It's just I've done it all and no one cares. So let's see if we can niche it up. Um, But people care about the sports jerks. People care about speaking of guys who are wealthy, Kanye West, Kyrie Irving, two guys. I mean, is there a scarier duo of talented guys who have jumped the shark than those two guys hanging out together?
1: I, like, it's like it's such a kook fest man like I can just envision so much like awkward silence and like like talking agreeing too loud you know mm. like, yeah 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 like anything the other guy says because they're both trying to like out brilliant each other and yes. like out enlighten each other Cause they're on some like level, like they're both on the same plateau where they like respect each other as like brilliant minds. Yes. So like, there's a lot of like not listening to each other, but agreeing like really enthusiastically. Exactly. Coming out of that room. My God, I can't even.
0: So you just can't. Yeah. And so you mentioned that Jalen Brown of the Celtics is hanging out with those guys Uh, recently. I, I, what's going on. So set the stage for me and let's talk about it a little bit. Well, Jalen Brown has been spotted hanging out with um, Kyrie and um, and Kanye, um, and he did sign with Kanye's Donda Sports Agency. I know that
1: the hot freestyle, uh, the hot freestyle Twitter account has got a picture of them, and Kanye is wearing like he he looks like he's. I mean, his clothes are probably like fourteen thousand dollar outfit, but of course. he looks like he's got like his little brother's hooded sweatshirt on with this like tattered t-shirt and some slides and some homeless guy's pants. And then, you know, they're, they're all just, I guess they're just hanging out. Jalen Brown smiling, everybody's smiling. And I just wonder, like, I'm worried about Jalen Brown. I'm worried because the guy look, this is the NBA offseason, so we do things like this, where, like, he liked a tweet that said that he was not getting any respect from the Celtics because he was included in trade rumors for Kevin Durant. Right. And you just, you have to wonder if this whole, like, second fiddle the Jason Tatum thing is, like, wearing on him or if, like, he really believes, like, like, we could be waiting for a heel turn from Jalen because he's like he's an intellectual guy yes um but like you know a lot of smart people get convinced that they're smarter than they are and then they like feel like we all need to hear their opinions on everything and then it starts to get weird I mean Kyrie being a very good example of that um although I've always, I always—I never really thought of Kyrie as a very intellectual guy. He certainly does. Right. And um, I'm worried, man, because outside of the fact that Jalen can't really dribble, um, he's an incredible number two on a basketball team that is, like, really primed for uh, another run. And I, I don't really like that impending doom feeling of, the NBA that's happening all over the league yeah, and the Celtics have been able to largely insulate themselves from yeah. by building culture and building from within and building through the draft and, um, getting rid of Kyrie Irving. And, you know, like here we are, dude. Well, like, yeah, I, I think Jalen, Jalen might be getting weird on us. And it bums me out cause he's been like, He's been my favorite player on that team at times for years.
0: Yeah. Know? Well, I, I'll tell you what. I, I have I have faith in him in general until proven otherwise, but I recognize and acknowledge why you're a little worried. Uh, I think as long as Al Horford is on the team, um, which might only be another year or two based on just where he is in his career, um, but I think as long as Al's on the team – And Ime is able to reach those guys and say, you know, if you've got trouble with each other, problems with each other, you got to talk about it, just like they did with Marcus Smart and those two guys, Jalen and Jason, earlier in the year, and they 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 righted the ship. You know, I think it's good. And the other thing is, they snuffed out the Durant thing. And anybody who had any brain at all was like, why would you trade all these pieces for a thirty-five, you know, thirty-three-year-old dude who has a repaired ACL? And just gut your team when the era, the era Achilles, of two, the era of three good players is over. So I, I have faith in Jalen until proven otherwise. Dude, the NBA is completely
1: out of control right now. Yes, right? it is. It is like it's hard but, to, it's hard to follow with like a straight face. I I can't even like wrap my head around the trade that was made for um, Rudy Gobert.
0: Well, that's just what
1: that's what that has done to trade value now like can, like if you were even interested in trading for Kevin Durant and the starting point is the package that Rudy Gobert just brought in and you 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 uh, it's obvious that Kevin Durant is like thrice the player that Rudy Gobert is and like yes like, what are you what well, are these all you
0: need, yeah I think it goes, it goes back to your point though uh, when you convince yourself how smart you are you get you bid against yourself like the Timberwolves did, and um, I feel really bad for them because Rudy Gobert is a regular season effective player. You can't well, keep him on you, the Gavin, floor Danny in crunch time.
1: Was supposed to retire to go spend time with his kids.
0: Well, it's so is Tom Brady, Jeremy, <laughs>
1: and, and he left the team, and we could have gotten something from compensation for him That's because true. he was under contract. That's and true. he went there, and now he's like, he's hanging out courtside at Celtics games, and next thing you know, he's hiring assistant coaches from yep. our bench. Yep. And now he's back in the mix. Trader Danny is back, and he's about to fleece
0: everybody and just wipe out the Jazz and rebuild them. Well, it's a beautiful and thing because, you know what? At least he's doing it in a different division. And, honestly, I like, for right now, That Trader Danny's gone because Trader Danny would definitely still be trying to get Kevin Garnett. Sorry, Kevin Durant. Oh,
1: my God. Well, we'd still have Romeo Langford and Aaron Neesmith, that's for sure. Right. Um,
0: So, honestly, I think I'll take the not getting a draft pick from Utah so the guy can go work with his best friend or just pop a team. He can hire Will Hardy, I believe his name is, the Celtics assistant coach. And you know what? Enjoy your time in the Western Conference. And Danny actually, you know – Danny took a Boston team where free agents wouldn't come and built through the draft and trades for years and years and years. And that's what you got to do in Utah because no one wants to go there either, really, relative to like the Miamis and the L.A.s and the, you know, the New Yorks, I guess. So anyway, I, I, I still believe in Jalen. I still believe in the Celtics, but I do also completely acknowledge that the NBA is in full bananas mode. And Rudy Gobert commanded way too much from the Timberwolves, but good for Trader Danny one more time. Let's talk Mac Jones getting in shape, and then let's get out of here. Mac Jones, <laughs> Mac Jones Mac is in Jones. shape.
1: Mac Jones, like not eating carbs. I mean, like I just I never get tired of these stories. Every sport, every off season, every preseason, there's somebody that comes in and is like, I'm in the best shape of my life, and all the sports writers write about how cut they are and how defined they are and how amazing in shape they are maybe they went plant-based maybe they but like i look at the pictures of mac and i'm like he he looks like he like finally got on the elliptical a couple times like right he just kind of shed that like baby i sad. still hit the beer bong face
0: yes i mean like you're the quarterback of the new england patriots you're following in the footsteps the greatest player in the history of the game the undisputed most successful
1: quarterback in the history of the sport, and who's also known for being incredibly durable and incredibly fit, and like kind of like changing the way that we think about how these guys should be taking care of themselves. All athletes, not just Tom, you sure, know, like, sure. just like investing like seven figures a year and sure. taking care of your body. And like, Mac hires like a nutritionist. And gets a gold gym like, membership does 50 pushups a day. And he gets like a thousand words uh, a day from each outlet talking about how ripped he is right now. And then so I'm like, all right, let me see him. And I you know, there's a video of like Phil Perry interviewing him in front of uh, he's apparently sponsored by Hood Ice Cream. Not a good look for a guy. That's in the best shape of his life. Classic. And the interview is in front of a Hood Ice Cream uh, logo and uh phil is asking him all about like so you've decided to take your fitness seriously as a professional athlete what made you make that decision and so mac has to like work his way from like well yeah i mean obviously like you know i'm like a quarterback in the national football league and being in shape is probably a good idea and this is the first time that i've actually like looked into that idea as a thing to do, but, you know, I do like to relax sometimes and take the edge off, and when I do, I, um... Have a hood. I like to eat hood ice cream.
0: <laughs> Unbelievable.
1: <laughs> it's like, this is the content we're getting out of Mac, like, I love the guy, I think he's got, like, three psycho layers that we haven't even begun to touch yet, and, you know, maybe, hopefully he turns into, like, a, a perennial, like, relevant um, plus quarterback Right before our eyes. But, man, is that guy uh, vanilla, and he's so handled, and he's not ripped.
0: Everyone needs to stop saying he's chiseled and ripped, okay? Right. Like, for instance, people used to call me Fat Gavin to my face uh, when we used to host a TV show and work together on that. And I'm, like, one of the only people who lost 30 pounds after stopping to be a varsity college athlete. So, you know... I still wasn't ripped. I just wasn't <laughs> bloated. Same, were, uh, same, same uh, thing uh, on me. a different level with our guy, Mac Jones, which is when, you, when they won the national championship at Alabama and he had his shirt off smoking a cigar, he looked like dad bod supreme. And what you're telling me now is he's like a regular athletic looking dude, which is great because that's better. But just like Fat Gavin getting skinny didn't mean I was ripped Mac Jones being in the best shape of his life is a little bit different than eating avocado ice cream and doing band workouts on an island in Indonesia on a shoot for Giselle, which is how maniacal yeah. Tom got, right? It's just, they're not the same. You are not like,
1: built the same. What happened to you and what happened to me too is like you're, you're a young man and you have a metabolism of a bonfire right. and you can eat everything and drink everything and your body composition just continues to improve and not change at all and then one well, day it's next switches. thing you know you're a senior in college and you've been eating calzones and drinking bud lights for a living for the last four years and you're like oh wow yeah that um it hits that you. actually it, it hits made quick an impact on me it hits yeah, quick like, <laughs> it, i've got an extra i got an extra line here i got an extra uh bulge there and um Then you have choices to make as life goes on and how you're going to maintain your physique. But neither one of us, sadly, have ever been paid to um, play professional sports. um, Right. No one was actually asking us. It's kind of just like a a thing you do for yourself and for your your loved ones, you know.
0: Right. And I'm glad that Mac Jones has reached the level of of most grown-up men in which, hey, I should take care of myself. It might make me, you know, better at work. Because in his case... It actually will make him better at work in theory.
1: Although I heard that the guy was working with Tom's throwing coach. I forget the guys name off the top of my head. but that's what we need the most. Um, we need him to work on his art, you know, like yep, Tom
0: didn't get in shape until he'd won three Super Bowls and lost two. <laughs> you know? Well, ex- especially, especially if you look at Tom from the first four years, the first three Super Bowls. Not the same. The
1: Tara yeah, Reed years
0: were Yeah, the, the Tara Reed years knowledge. were not good to anybody, including Tara Reed, but that was back when, you know, back when he could get away with that because he was twenty four years old. But yeah, after the knee, when he came back from that especially, whole different level. Whole different level. And uh good for that guy. All right, if man. Tom
1: Brady's not taking human growth hormone. No one is. Okay. The guy is literally aging in reverse at this point and i'm happy for him it's great but like there's just no way that his you know he got hair plugs but like there's no way that you evolve in this way without something uh help
0: you know? well like <laughs> just you said throwing it out there. well i'll tell you what when you go from spending seven figures a year on your body to eight figures a year on your body now we're talking right yeah, yeah. so so there you go uh let me ask you this before we go over under or how many more years Brady's going to play? At one and a half, is he going to get two full seasons in, or less than two full seasons in? <sighs> next year's um, next year's year forty five, right? He's playing as a forty five year old or forty four year
1: old. said I'm going to play as a
0: forty five year old. I Wait, know. so but this year he's a, he's a year older than I am. I think he's playing as a forty four year old. Or he, yeah,
1: his birthday is in training camp,
0: right? So he either he either turns forty, I think he turns forty five in training camp. Yeah. yeah okay. He's
1: always in so training
0: so is this the last year you think, or is he? Good for two. He always
1: told us 45. Yeah, so I think this might be it. None of his buddies are there anymore, and the Buccaneers aren't going to be like peak Buccaneer power. Sure. Um, There was that like almost scandal where like he he was going to like, Ruber has, he was going to go be like a player owner for the Dolphins, but things got out of control over there at the Brian Flores and the, you know, Bill. fumbling through his text messages and
0: we've all texted you know, the wrong person the owner
1: of the dolphins is a bigot and everything just kind of fell through there. But like, if I think if Tom can pull off some sort of lateral upward movement like that, yeah, he would do two more years love then. to be an owner and player at the same time. Like he would do another year for that. But, yeah. Um, I can't, I just can't pick – I'm surprised he's playing for the Buccaneers this season. Honestly, they took a big step back, and they were kind of barely hanging on last year. So, I think
0: that's we'll why. See. I think that's why he tried to retire. But anyway, all right. Well, hey, we shall see. I think it'll be interesting. But I'm glad that Mac Jones is in better shape than you and I, but not better shape than a 45-year-old quarterback who's been in the league for 23 years.
1: Or like a 23-year-old, like, wide receiver.
0: You know? Right. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> the, professional athletes, Football team. professional athletes, don't tell us that you're in the best shape of your life. You're supposed to be in the best shape of your
1: life. Thank you. Thank you. That's the, There it is, Gavin. We buried the lead. Shout out to the old podcast.
0: Yes, we buried um, the lead. But, but, but there it is. The
1: you're supposed to be in the best shape of your life. You're in your early 20s and you are a, a professional athlete. We, Stop saying it.
0: Yeah, we don't need to know. And then, more importantly, I know content's slow right now, especially for football beat writers before we go into training camp, but it basically you did a product shot for hood ice cream on why Mac Jones isn't out of shape anymore, which makes no sense. It's great. Good times. All right, unofficial sponsor of the week, Lucky Jeans, Man Cook Good. Follow Jeremy on Instagram, man cook good. Filibuster Freestyle. We got another one coming tomorrow with the sports jerks, Andrew Patterson, Jeremy, and I. We take you through the Red Sox roller coaster of 2022. JJ, stick around for a minute. Thanks for being here late night for me, early evening for you. Stay out of the mall, everybody. JJ, thanks for being on. Thank you.